Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Today, I want to talk to you about a supernatural God for a supernatural people. As we do, I want to talk to you a little bit about who God is. Um, When I think about the supernatural um, God that we serve, I can think of a few scriptures where I see God functioning, a triune God. We see the Trinity at work. I think about when Jesus was baptized. A voice came from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. And the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. We see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit all there together. In Genesis 1.26, we see the Bible says, let us make man in our image. That's the Father, the Son, and the pre-incarnate Son, or the Word, who would later become flesh and dwell among us, active at creation, creation of the world, creation of creatures, and Adam and Eve and humanity, um, creating male and female. We see the triune God at work there. I want to take you to the scriptures also in John chapter 14. I want us to look in verse 15, 15 through 21. Track along here with me. You can track along in your notes. Jesus says, if you love me, obey my commandments and I will ask the, say that with me, I will ask the father and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you and later will be in you. Say that with me, in you. One more time, in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Since I live, you also will live. When I am raised to life again, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them and I will love them and reveal myself to each of them. I just want to pause here for a second. I have another passage I want to take you to. But really quickly, I just want to say at a time where everyone is saying that God is love, let me tell you, you have a responsibility to love our God back. Some people will say at the end, love wins. Love always does win. But here's what I want to ask you. While God would love you, why won't you love him back? Our faith in Jesus Christ is not some kind of easy believism that we just show up in church and live however we want. Jesus says right here, if you want to be in him, you have to obey his commandments. So I just, every chance I get, I just want to tell you, the reason I want to tell you is because culture is telling you something else. Listen, if you love Jesus, obey Jesus. You hear what I said today? You you understand what I'm saying? Listen, if you love Jesus, show them that you love Jesus. Obey his commandments. Jump with me over to 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Paul says in verse 4, he says, We are confident of all this because of our great trust in God. Say this with me. Through Christ 
It is not that we think we are qualified to do anything on our own. Our qualification comes, say this with me, from God. He has enabled us. He has empowered us. He has emboldened us. He has strengthened us to be ministers of his new covenant. This is a covenant not of written laws, but of the spirit. The old written covenant ends in death, but under the new covenant, the spirit gives life. So I want you to see, and my purpose in sharing these two passages with you is to understand that we believe in one God, eternally existing in three persons, namely the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand today that the Father, our God, Father God, God the Father is for us. Say that with me. God the Father is for us. One more time, just so you'll remember really good and really strong this time. God the Father is for us. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 6, Paul goes on and he says, but for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things were created and through whom we live. Our Father, our God, God the Father, is for us. In fact, when I think of, you know, one of the most famous verses in the world, you see it at every football game, every baseball game, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave, who did he give his son to? He gave him to us, for us, that we would have eternal life. Our father is not against us, but he is for us. There is no good father anywhere that desires to see their children fail. Our Father wants to see us walk in healing and wholeness in a relationship with God. God is for us. Now let me tell you, my dad was for me, but sometimes it felt like my dad was against me. Anybody have that kind of experience? You know, just close your eyes with me just for a second. I don't know what discipline was like for you, but I can almost hear the belt loops popping right now. Anybody get spanked as a child? You may not want to, I don't know if you can even raise your hands to that. Somebody might go to jail, but let me tell you, my dad, he loved that verse, spare the rod or spoil the child. He was a believer in taking care of business. Now I will say my brother was more stubborn than me. Philip, he basically got a spanking every day whether he needed it or not. And we all know Philip needed it. Philip, we, we all know you needed that. I just wanted to say that if you're watching today, I'm, I'm sorry my dad is gone because he still owes you a few. <laughs> you know how I know that our father is for us? Because he loves us so much that he will correct us. He loves us so much that he will guide us. He will... He will strengthen us. He will give us good gifts. If you have a good gift, it's come from the Father. I want you just to hear it from me today that our Father is for us. Now, I want you to hear a few things about our Father. And uh, 15 times in the Old Testament is 
uh, in the Old Testament, uh, God is referred to as father. But when he's referred to as father, it's usually in like a national type of way or a corporate uh, type of way, not personal, not individual, but 165 times. 165 times Jesus referred to God as father. And when he referred to God as father, it wasn't in some corporate way. It wasn't in some national way. Now, no Jewish leader had ever referred to God as father in a personal way. You don't hear this from Moses. You don't hear this from Abraham. You hear, this is something unique a transition that took place in language when Jesus came to reveal himself, to reveal God uh, to us. Oftentimes, Jesus refers to the Father in context of prayer. In fact, think about the Lord's Prayer today. How did Jesus refer to God? He said, and he taught us to pray. You know, he taught us to pray this way. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, right? A very personal way. This is how he taught us to pray. God, the father, God, our father, Abba, father. It's very personal. Boy, there is nothing like hearing the words, Father, daddy. Oh, what an amazing feeling. The first time one of my kids was big enough to walk around and talk. You know, when you're little, you don't see everything in the world. Your perspective is different when you're about that high. I can see everything. I see over the counter at McDonald's. I second guess whether or not I want to eat in a fast food restaurant. Just looking over, you know, you see all kinds of things. You get tall enough, you can see dust on top of armoires and things that TVs are on. You know, if you're that tall, you don't see all of that stuff. Boy, what an awesome feeling it was. The first time one of my kids came up and wrapped their arms around my leg and looked up at me and said, daddy, I just want you to understand that we serve a supernatural God whose love we don't deserve. But let me tell you, he sure has given it for us because he loves us. If you're going through something today, I just want you to hear that God is for you. He is not against you. The Bible tells us that if we will draw near to God, he will draw near to us. I don't know what you brought in this place. Every single Sunday, there are people in our church family or who are showing up in this building that are battling major league challenges. And I want to speak to you today. You have a God in heaven that loves you and he is not against you. Why is God doing this to me? No, God is not doing this to you. He is there with you while you're facing that thing. God loves you. Listen to your pastor today. The Lord loves you with an ever loving, unquenchable love. He will never stop loving you. Aren't you glad for that today? So God the Father is God for us. God the Son is God with us. God the Father is God for us. God the Son is God 
with us. Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 is a prophecy that was fulfilled at the birth of Christ or when actually before the birth of Christ the angel of the Lord shows up to Mary and and he, he quotes this passage from Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14. All right then the Lord himself will give you the sign. Look the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel which means Say it with me, God with us. The son of God is God with us. What do you mean? Well, John chapter one says that he became flesh and dwelt among us. So our God, though he created all things, though he knows all things, though he has all power, though he is everywhere, he chose to dwell among us. I'm talking about on your street. I'm talking about in your language, in your accent. I love how Eugene Peterson puts this in the message translation. He says, God became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I like that. I like that. It's like his area code would be 251. This last week, I was, I was out west, and I was hanging out with some guys, and a couple guys from the church, hanging out with Jerry Lawson. I think Jerry and James Egerton were talking, and somebody from California said, oh, I just love your accent. And I said, that's called America. That's, <laughs> that's called America. That's That's freedom. If Jesus had been born in Mobile, he wouldn't say mobile. He would say mobile. The Bible would say y'all and all y'all and your mom and them. He would eat what you ate. He would have gone to school where you went to school. He would study the alphabet like it. No, what what are you talking about? No, I'm telling you, Luke chapter two, verse 52, the Bible says, and he grew in wisdom and in stature. You know, here's something that's really wild. Mary had to potty train Jesus. That's just messed up. (laughs) Why? Because the God for us said, I love you so much that I'm going to be God with us. And he doesn't do anything that he doesn't ask you to do. And so the Bible tells us that in every way which is common to man, Jesus was tempted, yet he was without sin. That's the difference between me and Jesus and you and Jesus is that in every way which is common to man, we have been tempted, yet we have sinned. But Jesus never sinned. He is the lamb slain from the foundation of the earth. He is a perfect sacrifice, the only sacrifice that could forgive 
once and for all. We have a God, yes, he is for us, but we also have a God that is with us who is pure and holy and righteous, but he knows what you're going through. I love that. Because sometimes you just don't feel like anybody understands what you're facing. Oh, that's easy for you to say because you've got things really good. That's easy for you to say, but your kids are already out of home. That's easy for you to say, but you have a job. That's easy for you to say, but your credit is okay. That's easy for you to say because you're not sick. Let me tell you, there is nothing that you will ever face that Jesus did not face. And he has moved by the feeling of your infirmity. That's what the Bible tells me. So when you're praying to God, the son, let me tell you, he knows what you're going through and he can do something about it. That's just a little bit exciting to me. I mean, I really appreciate experts. I really appreciate people that are able to rise above the challenges of life. And I want to rise above the challenges of life. I don't want to be defined by my challenges. I want to be defined by the God in me who makes me victorious in challenges. But you know what? Sometimes things don't shake out like I want to. And when we're going through abandonment, let me tell you, Jesus says, I know what that's about because Peter denied me in front of a little girl. And Judas sold me for a few pieces of silver. And the people that I needed most when I needed them most, they ran away from me, not only my friends, but I even looked to my heavenly father and I said, Father, why have you forsaken me? There is nobody in here who has ever had it worse than Jesus. And he knows, he knows. Does anybody just get a little bit of courage today? Because you know that whatever it is you're going through, Jesus is in this thing with you. God the Son is God with us. And if God the Father is God for us, God the Son is God with us, then God the Holy Spirit is God in us. And you know what? That's what really encourages me today because I don't just need somebody to know what I'm going through and I don't need somebody just to be with me when I'm going through something. I don't need somebody just to be rooting for me from the sidelines but I need somebody to help me. I need somebody to help me make it, you know? And I, the thing I love about our God is we don't have some, you know, God that's just gonna help us keep our nose above the water just so we don't drown. But we have a God that wants to give us victory in Jesus. And listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best every time that when I step into this pulpit, not to come in here like Eeyore with my tail about to fall off, not to come in here like that little joker that has a cloud following him around all over the place, you know, not coming in here like Linus holding on to a security blanket. I don't want to give you a faith that just helps you make it. But when I read in the Bible, I want you to know that we have a God that's in us, that empowers us to be victorious. And it doesn't matter what we're going through. If we're going through it, the God inside of us is greater than the enemy outside of us. Amen. So that's the message that I'm going to preach. Oh, that's just a bunch of triumphalism. It is triumphalism. I, I, I've, I hear people wanting some kind of down in the mouth faith that just consoles us. Yes, I need a God who will comfort me. I mean, the Holy Spirit will comfort me, 
But I need a God that will give me victory over bondage and victory over addiction and victory over sickness and victory over the enemy. Pathway Church, you are a mighty church. You are a spirit-filled church. You are victorious. You are on your way to heaven. One day Jesus is coming back and when he comes back, Pathway, we're gonna be ready. We're gonna be ready. First John chapter one and verse 20, the Bible says, but you are not like that for the Holy One has given you his spirit and all of you know the truth. The verse 27 says, but you have received the Holy Spirit and he lives in you. He lives in you. Let me say it my way. We don't serve a distant absentee landlord of a God who owns a Airbnb here and an Airbnb there and a, a, a triplex there, a quadruplex here, a, 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 a little ranch over here and he's rented it out and, and now here's some rules for the universe and uh, I'm just gonna leave you alone uh, like some God that's like a six-year-old with a little ant farm that you know just kind of sets it up and watches the ant build their tunnels and then every now and then comes and shakes it up, gives us a Ukraine or an earthquake or a tornado and every now and then gets a magnifying glass out and zaps us with the power of the sun just to see what he can do. No, our God is God with us and God in us and he is very intimately aware of who you are and what you're facing. You are not forgotten you are not alone. The Bible says that he sticks closer to us than even a brother. I'm thankful that my God will not only knows all of my needs, but he will supply for all of my needs according to his riches and glory. We have a God who is with us and a God who is in us. And, and this is really what I wanted to come and share with you today. Because we know that we have a God for us. And we have a God that is with us. And we have the word of God to guide us. And listen, there are precepts, there are commandments, there are directives in the scriptures. Follow them, obey the Lord's commandments, do all of those things, but don't do them in your own power. Why in the world would we try and do all of this by ourselves when we have a Holy Spirit that wants to lead us and guide us to help us make it through. You know, before his ascension to heaven, Jesus promised his followers that he would send a helper that would lead them and guide them forever. And Jesus instructed the disciples and those that were there with him in Acts chapter one to go to Jerusalem and wait for the Holy Spirit to come to empower them. You know, I need God's strength in my life. There, there are a lot of things. You know, being a dad, I need the Holy Spirit. Being a pastor, I need the Holy Spirit. Living in 2022, I need the Holy Spirit. At the gas pump, I need the Holy Spirit. That's an easy place to cuss, right there. You, not in the sermon, but at the gas pump. That's where you need the Holy Spirit. You know, when somebody's messing with you and getting on your last nerves, how many of you know, you need the Holy Spirit. You need a helper. You need an advocate. Some, you know, it's not only that the Holy Spirit is advocating for us to God, the Holy Spirit is also advocating to us for God, reminding us who we are. Son, you are better than that. You better square your shoulders. You better walk upright before God. 
The Holy Spirit's job is to empower us as Christians to progress and to move forward in our spiritual lives. But so many Christians seem like they're on some kind of spiritual treadmill going through the motions and getting absolutely nowhere. Let me tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to move you forward in life. Whatever it is that you're in, God wants to lead you and guide you and and direct you. Here's what I would say today. If your life seems powerless, I would say, won't you check your connection to the Holy Spirit? Won't won't you check and see if you're being led by the Holy Spirit? You know, being led by a supernatural God in you opens the door to a supernatural life for you. Uh, We're not natural people. We're supernatural people. Not because we're really great people, but because the supernatural is living in us and empowering us. So when the enemy attacks you, he's not just attacking you, but he's attacking the God inside of you. My role on my basketball team when I play ball, my goal was to hustle really hard, to foul a lot, and to start a fight that the rest of the team could handle. And I think that's how the, our relationship is with the Lord, that we get out and we do what God has called us to do. And then we hustle and we're obedient to his commands and his directives and we bite off more than we chew because it's not just us that's doing the chewing. That there is a God in us that has empowered us to do great things and exploits for the kingdom of God. That we would have faith for a family. That we would have faith for our church and for our world. There are definitely things going on in the world. But you know what I believe God's report? A whole lot more than I believe the news report. I don't even know what's, I don't even know what, nobody knows what's really going on. You know who knows what's, what's going on? Our God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be his name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God, won't you do your work inside of each one of us? That's what I'm asking for. But how do we do this? Let me, let me just say really quickly, the Holy Spirit will enable us to do whatever it is that he's called us to do. Can I just complain for just a second? I had to put together a Christmas present yesterday. What is it, March? So it took me a little time to get around to it. And this is the tool that they provided right here. How in the world are you supposed to put anything together with that right there? You know, that's a knuckle buster right there, if it even fits. I don't even think that thing even fit. So I went into my garage and I got this, right? Sometimes you just need the right tool. Some of us are walking around in our faith like this. And God's saying, son, let me give you the gift that you need. But let me tell you, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, he is not the wrench. He is not a tool. He is a gift giver. He's a gift giver. And, you know, sometimes this might fit for that bench I put together, but that's not going to fit for my job. That's not going to fit for my patience. That's not going to fit for my health. That's not going to fit for, that's not going to fit for any number of things that I'm going to face. But let me tell you, if the Holy Spirit is in you, he will give you whatever tool that you need.
whatever we need. It's a supernatural gift that comes from the Lord. The Holy Spirit will enable us to live in victory. The Holy Spirit will enable us to overcome the enemy. When it's dark, the Holy Spirit will help us to be a light in the shadows, to dispel the darkness. The Holy Spirit will enable us to be in the world, but not be of the world. The Holy Spirit will enable us to overcome. We serve a supernatural God and because he's in us, we're a supernatural people. And I'll just tell you right now, I need God today more than I've ever needed him in my life. We need the Lord. We need the Lord. I want you to stand with me. Airport campus, please stand with me today. I just need you to believe today that God is not against us. He is for us. I need you to believe that you are not alone, but that God is with us. And I need you to understand that you are not left without the tools because the Holy Spirit is God with us. Pastor, I've never done this before. I don't know how to face this thing before. I've never faced it. How do I face it? Well, let me just say in the natural, that's how life works. You've never done it, then you do it, then you know how to do it. So don't be afraid of doing new things. Don't be afraid of next level opportunities. Well, let me tell you, when you are going to those places that you have never been before, you are not alone because God is with you and God is for you and the Holy Spirit will give you everything that you need. Pastor, you don't know what's going on in my family, but the Lord does. The Lord does. And you're not abandoned. You are equipped. I, I, I don't even know what tool to use. Don't worry. Our God is the God that empowers us for this work. Do you understand what that word means to empower, to place power into something you know there's a lot of people discouraging others oh don't do that you'll fail oh you'll be just like your dad you don't, don't don't do that you're gonna mess up a lot of people that will disencourage they will remove courage from you but the bible says to encourage yourself in the lord you know god he's the constant he's always gonna be right why don't you start believing the report of the Lord and believe that God has good things for you and he wants to do a good, strong work inside of you. So don't be disempowered, be empowered. Don't be, dis, uh, don't, don't be disemboldened, but be emboldened. Be empowered, be encouraged. How do we do that? power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what you're facing today, but I know that there is a God that is with us who wants to be in us. He wants to be strong in you. You know what? We have access to this God, to this Holy Spirit. He wants to do a good work in our lives. 
We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us slash give. We'll see you next week. Thank you.